Welcome to the very first episode of the Pre-Rec Podcast. Uh, this is Tyler. I'm really glad that you guys are are interested enough in, in seeing what this is about. And so our first conversation um, is actually with my, my wife's cousin, Audrey. And I met Audrey after um, marrying my wife. And this past Christmas, we had a great conversation about uh, where she is at her school and the things that she's going through and what we think most college students are going through um, in this season. So I thought she would be a great first guest just to, to put on the podcast and have a conversation. Um, I'm really excited about it. So here's our conversation with Audrey. Audrey, what's your story? My story. Okay. Um, I am 21 years old. I'm a rising senior at Samford University in Birmingham, which is a small Christian college. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta with my parents, an older sister and younger brother, and a variety of pets over the years. Um, I went to a small elementary, middle, and high school, um, and my life was, or has been, um, I would say pretty, pretty boring, pretty uneventful, um, <laughs> okay. pretty ordinary. Um, I grew up with um, two parents who were Christian, so I was raised in the church, um, and of course went through struggles like we all do in middle school and high school because puberty's hard and high school's weird and yeah. all of that. Um, and I fought with my sister and I followed my brother, but now we're all best friends. So you come through on the other side. Um, and, that. They really are. <laughs> and um, yes, I've, I've accomplished three years of college, which has absolutely flown by. Um, I can't believe it's my senior year. And um, yeah, I think that's a basic overview of, of me and my life. Audrey, I've never met you in real life. So I, I know less about you. Um, so are you, you did say off mic that you were the middle child, but what was the gaps in years yes. between your siblings? So my sister is two and a half years older than me and my brother is five years younger than me. Oh, so they always had a, um, a sweeter relationship because they're seven and a half years apart. So there's never anything to fight over. Um, and my younger brother just always loved her so much, but I was, just the right age that I could fight with both of them. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, that's that's the the bad part about being the middle kid, right? Definitely. Fight with anybody. You can fight with everybody, exactly. <laughs> I'm also a middle child, so I understand. Mm. I feel the I feel the pain. Mm -hmm. What's your major? My major is sociology, and my minor is social entrepreneurship. So. Yeah, what is I, social entrepreneurship? I kind of stumbled into this after switching my major like five times my freshman year. Um, like everybody. I just, I was, yeah, a little indecisive. Um, but, you know, I, I think of sociology as the science, you know, behind society. Um, and then social entrepreneurship, I think, is the business side of handling social problems. And so I think they really work hand in hand and I, I think when I tell people that that's my major and minor they're like a little bit confused um, but I think it's just 
one's the science and one is the business and they're two sides to the same coin that is understanding and trying to make a positive impact in society. That makes sense. How do I understand people and how do I make money off of that knowledge? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. So how'd you, how did you fall into this? Um, well, it started with, I was an exercise science major cause I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. Um, and then I, I took my first intro class and it, I said, no. Um, and then I, I believe I became a, I think it was a human development major. Um, what are these, what are these majors? Human development, I don't, I... I, This is great. No, I wish we had these majors (laughs) available. Um, And then I think I was undecided because I was like, nothing fits, nothing is good. Um, That's the familiar major. (laughs) um, And then I switched to psychology and I was like, all right, this is the Mm -hmm. closest out of all of them, but still not it. Um, Because I do think more macro level versus micro, whereas psychology is dealing with the individual or maybe the family unit, but sociology is kind of the same thing, but of society or social groups, not just specific people. So once I took my intro class of sociology, I was like, finally, this is it. And I changed my major and didn't look back. Hmm. Um, so before we get into your college years, I just, I feel like this is a good practice. Um, for everyone to um, gather around the years of middle school and high school like do you how how would you describe your middle school years um I definitely went through that middle school angst um probably starting in in sixth grade where I was just kind of in a bad mood um for a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then in seventh grade my dad actually got diagnosed with stage 3c colon cancer Oh wow! Um, which he battled for when I was in seventh and eighth grade, um, and he has recovered and been in remission over five years, which means that you're wow. you're all good. Um, but that definitely put a, a I guess a, a uncommon spin on on middle school. And I actually I transferred um, schools in between my seventh and eighth grade year, and so when Oops. I got to my new school in eighth grade back at my old school, everybody knew my dad had cancer, but now I'm like this new kid and all that anyone knows about me is like, oh, her dad has cancer. Like, mm, it's mm. just like a little morbid and just really awkward the year before you go into high school. Um, sure. Cause like no one really knows you and you're not really friends with anyone, but they just know like this <laughs> really sad this, thing about your family. Yeah. Um, but mm. at the into that year when he you know, went into remission and was finally healed and done battling that, I, I did make some really cool um, connections with two best friends who I still talk to today. And we still, That's cool. we went through high school together and we hang out probably three times a year whenever we're all in the same place. So it all worked out by the end of middle school, but middle school was, was some interesting years, definitely. How, how was your high school? You don't have to get into detail, but high school on, on a scale of one to 10? I'm going to say a 6.5. That sounds right. 
Um, because seven's just a little too, it's a little too high. But too too like, optimistic. Yeah, yes. you're right. Let's six keep is it. like you're being a bummer. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I definitely over committed to things in, in high school. I just wanted to be the best at everything. I wanted to be in every club. I wanted to lead everything that I could be a part of. And I really, I overdid it. Like, like there was one year I was like stage managing for my school's theater department and taking like four AP classes and also like this thing called a student ambassador where you like tour or you give tours to, to new kids and also like in a couple other clubs and like went on a couple mission trips. And I just, it was too much. I pushed myself really hard because I thought like, this is how you get into college. You do everything. Wow. Mm. Um, so I would say I definitely, and that's something I continue to struggle with is like over, over committing with my time. I just pack in every moment of every day. Um, hmm. That is the yeah. opposite of my problem in <laughs> high school and college. So it's two ends of the spectrum. So what did that, what did that do to you in high school? And looking back on it now. Man, I am just, I'm glad that I am not in that anymore. Um, I just like look back at high school Audrey, um, her junior and senior year and just see somebody who was, overworked and overcommitted and went to a small Christian high school with my graduating class was less than a hundred. And so everybody knew everything about everybody. Um, and just like always feeling like I was not in the spotlight, like I was popular, but just like people were always watching me. And so it was always like this elevated standard of like, I can't slow down in one, just in one area. Like I got to I got to keep going and always thinking kind of everything that I did was in competition almost with the, um, my other students yeah. to like be the best and get more recognition. And, um, you know, something that I've had to learn definitely is like someone else's success is not competition to your success. And that is something that I've had to continue to teach myself, um, you know, throughout college because that temptation to overcommit and be involved in, maybe too many things did not mm-hmm. go away, even though I saw that it wasn't good for me in high school. Is, is that a lot of people's experiences in high school? You feel like you have to do all these things to be a good person or to be successful? I, I would say, um, I'm not sure if it's, uh, if that applies to like every high school and every high schooler, but I will definitely say in a, going to a small Christian school there, I think there's definitely that, that pressure um, to just, I don't know if it's the pressure to quote, be a good Christian or be, you know, impressive to, to work hard. Um, I'm not really sure what that motivation is, but I definitely feel that that tension. I definitely felt it. And my, I would say that my, my friends felt it like kind of everybody mm-hmm. bought into this idea mm-hmm. of like, we all have to be like the top of our game. We've all got to be the best at this and involved in everything. Um, so I'm not sure that everyone experiences that, but I would say the culture that I went to high school in definitely. Yeah. I, I also attended a um, Christian school in the Philippines. It's a missionary school. My graduating class was like 60 or 70. Um, so I think you might be the minority here, Tyler, of like actually going to a 
a more, you know, normal school environment of like your class being bigger than our entire school. Mm -hmm. And I, cause I definitely felt this, you kind of mentioned it, this, this sense of everyone knows my business and everyone is kind of trying to not outperform each other, but there's just this pressure of, especially in a Christian school where we can very easily institutionalize our faith. Right. So if I am doing good at this one subject, it must be because I'm a better Christian. We kind of weave all those values together. So I, I understand that pressure. It's probably differently from you, but yes. It's definitely there. Yeah. So it was more unspoken than, you know, like real, like I'm assuming your, your parents were like, you need to do all these things so you can get into college and so you can be a good person and therefore you're successful, right? It's more under, under the table. I, w- I would say, yeah, I think that they, they probably saw me to an extent um, overdoing it. Um, I mean, they, they've, you know, supported and pushed all three of us to be a part of and do, you know, as many things as we can. They, they don't really let us like quit things. If we do something and we commit to it, we're not getting out of it. We're following through. So, but I think the, the overcommitment to too many things, that's definitely more of an institutional unspoken kind of uh, mm-hmm. pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kind of move into, you know, where you are now at your university. Um, what, what was your faith like going into college as a freshman? Where were you? Um, I'll say I, I went into college thinking that I had all of the answers. Um, and just being like, I've got this thing figured out. I have already been through challenges. Like my dad's, he already had cancer and my faith survived that. Like I've been through hard stuff. I know all the answers. I'm good. I'm set. Everything's fine. Like I'm, my faith is at its peak and we're good. Everything is (laughs) no problems whatsoever (laughs) on the horizon. (laughs) I would say that's, that's kind of where I entered the, the college in. Um, and you know, from there, it just, hearing different ideas and, and meeting different people with life experiences that are, are so different than mine. I really had to come to terms with my privilege, um, mm. just with being a, a white, I mean, I would say my only disadvantage in, you know, the social world is that I'm a woman. Um, I am, you know, a white person who is from the middle upper class who really, if I ever wanted anything, i could get it. And mm-hmm. I had never, you know, I mean, everyone who, you know, went to my high school kind of was in the same boat. Um, they were a little bit diverse, um, like racially, but not social class. So everyone was kind of on the, the same playing field there. So I think just getting to school and just like opening my eyes to the realities around me just challenged so much about like what I thought and like what is fair and like what is good um and what people you know deserve um and I think when I started to to look deeper at some of the things that I I learned 
maybe even subconsciously, you know, growing up, um, just started to be challenged in different ways because it didn't all fit together in my head. And I, I really struggled with, with certain questions. Um, I would say within the faith where, where, you know, different groups are split on different issues, even if everyone is a a Christian, there's lots of different like trigger point issues mm-hmm. that people can take two different sides of. And I think growing up, I, I was told one side of all of them and that the other side is wrong and bad. And then I got to school and I was like, well, there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, did it, yeah. was it a slow reveal, all those things or what did like hit you as soon, like, you know, the first month of classes? I would say my first, um, my first semester, so that by the point that it was like the Christmas after my first semester of college, I was like, holy crap, what is going on? Mm. Like, what is going on? What I, do you mean? I, I think I was just like, am I going to school in the right place? I was just having like a freshman year crisis, which I think that sure. people sometimes do. Um, but it was just like, have I just been living a lie? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, and I think there's also like so much pressure that college is going to be like the best four years of your life. Yes. Is It's like, I was in it and I was like, okay, wait, sometimes this sucks. So is this, am I doing something wrong? Like, why, why do I have questions? Why do I struggle with different things? Um, was this, was this after. mostly like your, you had faith questions and struggling or just, was this all like the whole your whole world was changing. I'd say um, faith questions, um, political questions, social justice questions, mm-hmm. um, and then also the the questions about like this was all happening while I was changing my major five times, and then just questions mm-hmm. about me, like what am I doing? Right. And so I just felt like all of these different worlds and different you know parts of things that surrounded me and then even me and my future were all just up in the air at the same exact time and that really just threw me for a loop freshman year sure so before we get into the weeds of all that stuff i want to go back yes and and talk just talk about why all of these things were such were i don't know paradigm shifts why were you experiencing these paradigm shifts because you weren't experiencing them when you were living at home. So what was, what was going on? I think I really truly grew up in a bubble um, Mm. a little bit Um, just where I, I didn't have to ask, you know, questions. And I, I think it was like where I grew up, everyone was on the the same page about everything. like one example would be I went on um, mission trips to Kenya and Romania while I was in high school. And um, after getting to college, I learned about like the white savior complex mm-hmm. and like me rethinking like <laughs> these things that I was like, this is holy and purely good. And like rethinking like my past few years and seeing them in ways that like, I don't think anyone around me at the time or myself saw them that way and like going and learning about new new things really just shook me because I was like what it just made me rethink so much about my life um not that I would go back and change it but just do I need to be looking at this through a different lens like is what I am the way that I look at this the way I should be looking at it or is there something else here that 
you know, needs to be examined. Was that a surprise? Um, Because in my head, right, I I think you, there's this assumption of like, I went to a Christian high school, middle school, elementary probably, right? Yeah. And now I'm going to a Christian university. Yeah. So like, there probably wasn't this, you know, you weren't expecting huge change, right? Was that, so was that a shock to you that it was not what you thought it was? It was. I thought my biggest problem in college was going to be like, finding a new group of friends that I vibe with really well, which, you know, of course is also, but I, I wasn't expecting those type of <laughs> issues. I was expecting like, what if me and my roommate get in fights or if they're dirty? Like I was not, <laughs> I, I just was not expecting right. these problems. Of course I was expecting, you know, some things go wrong and you have bad days and you got to figure stuff out, but I was not expecting such a big scale, like paradigm right. shift in my brain. Sure. Mm. Wow. Was it so? Uh, I, we don't have to get into the weeds of this, but I'm I'm interested in everyone's experience. Like the first week of classes, was there a lot of tears? Were a lot of calling home? Was it like I'm giving up? I'm going home? Or did you? What kind of what kind of person are you in that situation? I I um I'm not really. I've never really been a, a go home person. Um, oh, nice. But I'm definitely an uh, an internalizer and uh, can be a little bit of a worrier. Um, and not that anyone asked, but I am an Enneagram one wing nine, if you guys are, mm. are familiar. Mm. And so I like to stray away with conflict and also have as much structure as possible. And so for me, I think making it through that first week was about, I have my schedule and I'm going to stick to it. And everything's going to be okay if I just stick to this plan and make it through. Um, And luckily my roommate and I actually became best friends and are still friends to this day. So we're we're very similar. So we, we kind of got to process that together where I know a lot of people don't have that luxury and maybe feel like awkward around their roommate at first or not like they can open up, but we got along so well and just had so many similar life experiences that it was really it was really, that part of it was, was pretty easy for me, I would say, compared to other. That's great. That's good. Yeah. So, so kind of walk us through when you started to realize that you grew up in a bubble and that bubble started to get smaller and smaller and then it burst. Mm -hmm. What happened? Um, I think immediately I felt like I was doing something wrong. I was like, I need to get these questions answered and figure this out as soon as possible because like a good Christian does not like wrestle with things. Like they know what they think about things, I think was like my initial thought towards myself, um, which was like very hypercritical and I was just not being nice to myself. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think it, it was so hard because I had you know, people that I trusted and admired who thought, no matter what the issue was, trusted and admired people who thought two opposite things. Um, And it was just like, okay, if I can't pick this because of the people who believe these things, like I really have to dig to the root of them and figure out what I believe based off of what I believe, not because of what other people believe and think. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I didn't actually get to that realization until probably sophomore year. I probably sat in that, I need to figure this out place for the, all of my freshman year. Um, because I, I think a part of me was like afraid of, of trying to address it because it felt too like heavy. It was just like too much. And I was just hoping that if I just waited long enough, the answers would just fall into my lap. Um, which they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I would say I probably just was in that state of like, I really don't know what I believe or, or what's going on um, for part of my freshman year, I would say, or most of my freshman year. Yeah. So what does that do to you when, when you're just sitting in all of that doubt of not knowing? I mean, one, you start thinking, I don't know what I believe in. And two, how is this going to affect my life? Yeah. Like, what was your base level of stress and anxiety ab- about that? Um, very high, <laughs> I would say. Um, and I, yeah, it, uh, yeah, not, not great. <laughs> I think a lot, I was in denial that it was stressing me out a lot for mm-hmm. a, a while of it. I was like, sure, I don't know what I believe, but I'll figure it out one day. It doesn't really matter. Everything's fine. Um, that was kind of my, my response. So I, mm-hmm. I think it caused a lot more underlying stress than I acknowledge at the time. And I just kind of did think about it. Just was kind of like, you know, I'll figure that stuff out one day. It's not really important right now. I'm just doing school. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm going to class. This isn't really important. It's not like I'm making any life decisions right now. I'm literally just, I'm just <laughs> going to class. Um, I'm just hanging out. I'm going along for the ride. So so how did you so that was your your entire freshman year you said or just the first semester your whole freshman no, that, year, that right? was my whole freshman year pretty much right yeah so how did so what was what happened then because obviously you're I mean it's not that you've arrived or figured everything out right but yeah. what was how did you you know move past that tension that you were sure. sitting in mm-hmm. um well I'll say so after my freshman year I um moved back home for the summer and worked um, two jobs and just didn't have a single uh, spare minute. I worked one job that paid me and then one job that was like advantageous for my major, but they couldn't give me any money because they were a nonprofit, which I totally get. So I just had two jobs that summer and was super busy and continued to just like put these things on the back burner and not really address them or think about them. Um, and then I would say my sophomore year is when I kind of got my, my head screwed on straight, um, which kind of, um, started with a, a class that I was not really expecting to, I wasn't expecting it. Um, it surprised me. Um, it is required for Stanford students and it's called biblical perspectives. And I was thinking that it would be, um, a class where a professor sits you down and tells you what you should believe about the Bible. And it was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. It was a class where you would sit down and talk about the discrepancies in the Bible mm-hmm. and you got to pick your side and you got to defend it. And I, I think once that was like normalized for me, it's like, okay, we can all acknowledge together that this is confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, like that made me feel that took away like the, the guilt and, the like put on the back burner you know thing because I was no longer worried about like people can't know that I'm wrestling with this it's like 
no, it's literally my job in this class to wrestle with this. Like I'm getting a grade for doing this. Um, and I think that just when all of that anxiety kind of um, dissipated and it was just like, you know, trying to learn more things about the Bible and what I believe and, you know, about the character of God that like wrestling with those things doesn't make me less of a Christian. It's what Christians should do. I mean, we should try and grow and learn, um, you know, more about ourselves and, and what the Bible has to say about different things. So I think once the anxiety was lifted off of that situation and it was just like, it's okay to wonder about things and ask questions and have like honest conversations about things you're confused about. Once that was like normalized to me and I, mm-hmm. I found kind of a community of, of friends that would do that with me and that I trusted, like that's when I would say the stress and anxiety kind of left. And that was um, kind of started sophomore year. Why? It feels like you were kind of finally given the permission to ask these questions. Yeah. Right? But, but why weren't, why didn't you feel like you had the permission to do that before? I think I was intimidated by the idea of asking them by myself um, because I just thought like, I'm not, how am I like, if there are people who are debating this out and they're like brilliant and scholars and everything, like how is Audrey by herself gonna like answer these questions? Um, so I think I was just like intimidated by the whole thing and didn't really didn't really have anyone on that level um, to kind of talk those things through and like walk through those things with at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense, especially coming from an, an environment where you're, it feels like you're always competing against other people. And usually when that happens, mm-hmm. right, we always think the other person has it more figured out than myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until you realize, oh, like everyone doesn't know everything, yeah. right? That you're like, wait, you too? Like you're also struggling with two truths that are conflicting at the same time. That's mm-hmm. not just me. Um, yeah. So I, I'm curious, like, where did this community come from? Were they just in your dorm? Was it a church? Yeah. So um, I found three girls who are also in my sorority. Um, sorority. Yes. I'm at Kayo, uh, go Kayo. Um, <laughs> and we all went to church together on um, Sundays at a small community church that we loved. Um, and that just just opened the door for, for fellowship um, at the beginning of my sophomore year. And I also started going um, to a student ministry called Ukirk. Um, that for me was just a a safe place to have honest conversation. Um, it's, you know, we would meet once a week and instead of having someone that would maybe do the conventional, like have a message and a time of worship and then you all kind of leave, it was, we would all sit down and have a meal together. Hmm. And then we would have a list of questions and scriptures that we would discuss together. And for me, that, that was like, I, I can understand the Bible and I, it's good to have other people around me, but I can try and answer these questions and I can express my opinions and feel safe and I can hear someone else's and I can try and Mm. figure out what all the different views and sides and angles are on something in a safe place. Um, 
and, you know, really be open to having honest conversation about the Bible and the parts of the Bible that are conflicting and, and hard to understand. Um, and you, Kurt, has been such a, a place of like safety and growth for me um, that I've been a student minister with them for the past year um, and will maybe continue to do that my senior year. So that was really a, a turning point is finding that, that community at my church on Sundays, and, but mostly that fellowship that once a week uh, we would meet. What is so strange about being in that kind of safe place? Like, why is that uncommon? And maybe not just like in general life, but at, at universities, is, is that an uncommon thing when it comes to discussing what's in the Bible and Christianity and, and all that stuff? I, I would definitely say that there's a pressure to appear that you have everything figured out. You have your faith figured out. You have your life figured out. You have got it all together, especially at a Christian university. Mm. Um, and it, it felt to me some of the other campus ministries that were way bigger than the one I was involved in were more, it was more of like a social hour than a, than a campus ministry because mm everyone who's going there is picking a Christian university and it, it comes along with some of the same pressures of the Christian high school I went to where it's like everyone has this pressure to go to this thing um, because it's what a good Christian would do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that did in, in some ways, even though college is way different than high school, those, some of those same pressures kind of carried over and it, it took me a little bit to find a group of people that I felt like I could connect with and be honest, like and authentically Audrey. Um, that just took a while to, mm. to find, I think. Mm. How big, how big is, um, is it Sam Samford with an M? Yes. 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 Um, I think it's almost 4,000 undergrads. So a little bit okay. less than a thousand a class. Awesome. I think. Which probably still feels huge coming out of a class of like hundred. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. this place is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I want to hear what you think about a few things. Um, what is it like to, to be on social media during college in the middle of pandemic where sometimes that is like your your main mode of communication and relationship. Mm-hmm. And what does that do to you or a college yeah. student? Like what, are, and, and bigger question, like what are the struggles of all that stuff? Um, yeah, wow. Um, well, I would say, well, that's a big question. Um, I think over the, you know, the course of the pandemic, social media has, at least for me and my circle of friends, changed a lot in that it, I, I probably spend more time on it now than I have, like, ever, um, which is probably not healthy. But um, I think right now, especially with the pandemic, but also the social justice movement that's happening, social media has become just a 
honestly, it's, it's, there's so much happening. Um, and it's a platform for people to speak. And it's also a space where there's a lot of arguments and disagreements happening, um, and some platforms more than others. Um, and I think it can become very, I can, I can feel it like affecting me if I spend too much time on it just because of how heavy social media is right now. Um, in a way that, I mean, there's always the, before the pandemic and all of this social media, you know, there's always that comparison of like, well, they're doing this and I'm doing this, but like, it's a totally different type of draining now. Mm. Um, where it's like these huge, huge issues in the primary, you know, avenue that you're in your everyday life. Um, if you're quarantining yourself in your apartment or house is social media, that's your look into the outside world. And it is filled with the injustice and just like the craziness that is happening now and just like the strife between different groups I think is can be really overwhelming yeah mm. yeah I, I, I mean I, we don't have to go down this path on social media but I think there is this theme in your story of um, the comparison theme right like of and I don't think that's like your vice right but I think you're, there, there's always this, this, I mean, it's not just your story, but it seems to be a lot of people's stories these days. Um, and I think it even through social media, right, the injustice that's happening and how people are trying to speak up against it. Do you feel like there's pressure on you um, to almost like make sure you're putting up the proper virtue signaling? Um, because, right, because I think sometimes, most times, social media is this um, fabricated view of yourself or something, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we forget that and we want to also match what we see. Yeah. So, uh, do, you, do you feel that pressure, like that, although everything you're seeing right now, mm -hmm. is that why it um, feels um, overwhelming? I would or say... Exhausting? I think the exhausting part comes from being constantly aware of the new injustices that are developing. Right. I think it's like that constant intake of like injustice, just like always, like there is always something else that is like horrible that's happened. Um, sure. And I will say that I, I feel pressure because I definitely know people on I guess you could say either side of the issue and you know I get I get pushback from either side no matter yep. what I do and Audrey yep. being a pleaser um and <laughs> a little bit um you know that that's hard and it, it's it's sure. weird like, um and it's weird that our, I think our actions are so closely watched on social media now because people don't see you in real life. Um, right. It's, it's definitely weird and there's a weird pressure um, because if I post maybe what I believe, then maybe someone is going to get mad at me. Or if I don't, then someone else is going to get mad at me. <laughs> And I don't like conflict and I like making people happy. 
be and it is it's it's a tricky thing to navigate i think there's a lot of voices right and i think there's this fear of rejection but do you actually feel like the rejection would come from your actual friends versus you know the just the the likes where we may be chasing whether we admit it or not i would say no not by my by my friends who i have who i've chosen i think that i'm mm -hmm. i've found people that are like minded i think that it would be more i am upsetting maybe family members or other right. people where right. maybe I, you know, I've, I've come from a certain place and I've changed about my college career and I'm around different people that I, than I used to. And I have different, you know, beliefs than exactly where I've come from. And I think that, that is the pull is knowing who I know who Audrey is and I know what she believes, but having the confidence to, to deny the pressure to hide, yeah who Audrey is and what she really believes because she doesn't want to disappoint, right. You know, other people. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's hard, man. Life's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so last question, Audrey, if you could talk to every college student, what would you want to tell them? What do they need to know? No pressure. <laughs> it's just every single college student. <laughs> um, that's hard. I, I would say, you know, looking back on my own college experience and the advice that I would give to myself along with every other college student would be to, uh, you know, press into press into the hard questions that you have and don't think that you are going through a crisis or, or think that what you're going through is detrimental just because you are doubting something, struggling with something, trying to learn more about yourself and grow. That isn't, that's not a bad thing. And it's not something you should be afraid of unless you are faced with those things and hide from them and never address them. Like I did my freshman year. I just, I pushed them to the back of my mind and never, you know, tried to address them. And I think if, if someone would have been there to tell me, Audrey, it's okay to feel these things, mm. press into the, to the hard and difficult things and grow from them and learn more about yourself. Um, because I, I did that eventually, but it, it came with a lot of uncertainty and uncomfortableness and stress and anxiety for, you know, a season of, of college that I think if someone would have said that to me, it could have looked a little different my, my freshman year. Um, and so I just want to echo that to, to all college students, whether it's about your faith or just about life in general. Like if, if something is difficult, you know, press into it or mm -hmm. if something is, it's hard to address. And I definitely don't, have all of the answers, but just, just press into it, I would say, and, and grow from it. Sounds it's pretty wise to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Audrey. Appreciate, appreciate you hanging Thank you, out. Thank you, Audrey. Being yes, willing to, for... to be open and honest and, and vulnerable. It means a ton. Yeah. It means a ton. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.
Bye.